pastor in this house. And whether you're a guest with us or you, th- this is your house, I'm so proud of you. Listen, listen to me. I, I'm not proud of who you are becoming. I'm proud of who you are. I'm proud of who you are. I know. Thank you. A couple things, just real quick before I introduce tonight's speaker. You all are dialed in. I don't have to rev you up, right? All right, good. So uh, some people have been asking, hey, how can we hear this? Listen, some of you are going to want to hear this again. Some of you want to hear this again, like, right away. I believe tomorrow uh, we will be able to pull this off. All the audio will be online. New Covenant, Bu- New Covenant Buffalo.org. New Covenant Buffalo.org. And then we, like, video's a new thing for us, so we're going to work on that. That'll be coming soon. We'll let you know. Uh, just keep checking back. But, if, like, if you need it tomorrow to start coming, reviewing, just, it'll be there. It'll be ready. Sound good? Great. Um, you're going to be blessed tonight. Uh, I know. I know, but be a little hungry because make a demand. Like, there's more. When, 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 he set, when he sets a table, it's not a little bit. Uh, there's a little more meat before the dessert, so I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Get ready to eat. Tonight, uh, you're going to get to hear uh, from a father in the region. And uh, if you've heard his voice before, you know how powerful it is. If you have been in this house, you've heard him uh, Sundays together. And he's going to speak with the heart of the father on behalf of the father into this region but it's going to be specific for your heart. And I just want to encourage you to get ready to receive from Papa God tonight through the voice of one of his powerful sons. Would you stand with me? Would you shout and honor the gift of God that Bill Clark is as he comes out to give us the heart of the Father? Come on. Come on, Bill. Come on. Come on. Receive it. You honor me, man. Thank you. I love you. Bless you, man. Bless you. I love this man. You may be seated. Thank you. Your table's coming. Thank you. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord with my brothers tonight. Amen? Can we just raise our voice and give our God praise? Thank you. All right. Wow. It is... uh, good to be here. I, uh, I'm blessed and I'm, I'm honored and certainly I honor uh, uh, the, just the, the servant of God in this house. Uh, my friend, my, my brother, Pastor Josh, can we give God praise for Pastor Josh? Um, yeah, yeah. And not only do we honor Pastor Josh, but New Covenant, I, I'll tell you, this place you guys serve with excellence. Praise God for you. Thank God. I uh, praise God for, for uh, Pastor Ivy and, and this tremendous ministry 
man of God, bless you. I, I'm just getting to see you, know you, hear of you, and then the word of the Lord that you have spoken, thank you. And uh, we, we just praise God. I might need it, Kent. Thank God for you and, and again for the opportunity to be here and to share uh, with you. Now, you know, I'm a little older than... <laughs> and uh, I, I, I love that I get to hang out uh, with, with, with... Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Josh and Pastor Mike... And, and I, God is just calling us to a new level of relationship, and we're journeying together. We've made a commitment. Listen, nothing significant happens before you make a commitment. Nothing significant happens before you make a commitment. I mean, you can date her, but until you put a ring on it, nothing significant happens until you make a commitment, and we've made a commitment, and, and I praise God for what we have and what we're experiencing, but there's more, amen? There's more. There's more. Okay, now we have a break at 820 or something like that. I'm not, I'm not going to use, I shouldn't say I'm not going to use all my time, but I don't have notes. <laughs> I don't have notes. Good to be here and uh, to be with the men of God. I uh, there there's so much and just spent the day uh, today this morning. Uh, even uh, before I got up, we we got a phone call. My wife and I and my my youngest daughter, who's thirty something years old, was out last night. She fell, broke her ankle. And so we, we, we were awakened to a phone call from the hospital that she's going into surgery. And, uh, and so I said to Tony, I said, well, you go there, I'm going here, and, and, and God is everywhere. Amen? And, uh, and so by the grace of God and the help of the Lord, Ashley is doing, doing fine. It's funny, she was supposed to leave to go on a cruise tomorrow. And... Uh, I said to Tony, I said, did she get the travel insurance? And she said, you know your daughter. I said, uh-uh, that's your daughter. And so, <laughs> yeah, but we're, we, we praise God for his grace and his mercy. Uh, thank God for it. I know Pastor Todd is out there and Pastor George and Charlie from New Bethel. Um, well, I tell you, these are powerful men of God, and I, I, I'm able to do some of the things I do because of them. I, uh, I spend as much time away from home as I do at home, uh, when home being our local church, but I'm able to do that because they do what they do, and they are, they are called, they are gifted, they are anointed. And I praise God for that. Okay, let's move to the Word of God. I, um, let's, let's go to, um, that's not me, is it? I know that's not me. Genesis, <laughs> Genesis chapter 3. I, earlier in the week, was looking at this passage, the one concerning Cain, and, and uh, took a few days off. You know, I just closed my Bible and... and and just took some time to meditate on the passage as it relates to 
you know, what the Lord would, would, would have me share or share through me. And if you're okay, I'm just going to flow a little bit. Are you all right with that? And uh, you got to be all right. It's what I'm going to do. So there. It's what I'm going to do. Read it. Let me read it. It's, it's, in, uh, it's in Genesis 4, right? Genesis 4. Let me call, just go right specifically to verse number 6. This is uh, the English Standard Version. Uh, whatever you have, follow along. And I didn't give it to AV. You know, Josh, hey, your AV team loves when I minister here. The one brother told me, he says, you don't have any work to do, no slides, no nothing. I just, I'm like, it's because I'm easy, like a Sunday morning. Amen, right? <laughs> Genesis 4, 6. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? This is English Standard Version. Why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? If you do well... Will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you. But you must rule over it. Sin is crouching, guys. The, 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 the image, and I know, I know this was covered um, and so forgive me for the redundance, forgive me for repeating it, but it bears repeating, sin is crouching. And if, if, you, if you don't get the image, get the image of, of, of some ravenous beast in, in, a, in a crouched position waiting to pounce on you. Because that in fact is the image. That's the image. Now that's the image. Aren't you glad that the Lord doesn't leave us where he finds us? This is only part of the news. There's more news. I, I closed my Bible for a couple days as it relates to, to, to this evening. And just began to pray and meditate. And, and uh, about two days later I went back. This might, might be now Wednesday or so. I, I go back and I really felt the Lord... Tell me, turn the page. There's a little more in that than, boy, you better get that. If, if, if this weekend, if these sessions don't mean anything else to you, hear God saying to you, it's time to turn the page. So I open my Bible and I turn the page. Genesis chapter number five. We don't have a lot of time um, uh, to, to read it, but Moses, I, I began to read the narrative of Moses, right? We know Moses is credited for authoring the first five books of the Bible, and uh, I'm reading the narrative. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. Male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man. When they were created, 
Verse number three, when Adam had lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness and after his image and named him Seth. Verse number four, the days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. It's, it's, reading this chapter, began to read it, and I said, oh, my God, this is like reading the begats. But there's significance in the begats, just as there's significance here. Would you encourage me? And Tell me to read on. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I believe I will. Verse number six. When Seth had lived 105 years, he fathered Enos. Seth lived after he fathered Enos. Uh, 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Seth were 912 years, and he died. When Enos had lived 90 years, he fathered Kenan, and Enos lived after he fathered Kenan 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the daughters of Enos, all the days of Enos were 905 years, and he this repeating refrain is, is really the result of sin crouching and our not doing anything about it. Verse number 12. When Kenan had lived 70 years, he fathered Mahalalel. Kenan lived after he fathered Mahalalel 840 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Kenan were 900 and 10 years, and he died. When Jared had lived, no, let's go. When Mahalalel had lived 65 years, he fathered Jared. Mahalalel lived after he fathered Jared 830 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Mahalalel were 895 years, and he died. Please don't grow bored. I want you to pay attention to the narrative. Stay focused. Verse number 18. When Jared lived 162 years, he fathered Enoch. Jared lived after he fathered Enoch uh, 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. When Enoch had lived 65 years, he fathered Methuselah. After uh, Enoch, then the Bible says in verse number 22, walked with God. Did you notice that the narrative changes? Let's read, let's read. This is getting interesting. Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of Enoch were 365 years. It's bad pulpit etiquette to keep interrupting the text, but it's critical that we see that Enoch only lives about a third of the time that his forefathers lived. Are you doing the math? There's a lot happening in the text. You got to run with it. Three hundred sixty-five years. Enoch walked with God, and the Scripture says, "And he was not, for God took him." Everybody up until this point, the narrative said, "What? Not Enoch." Somehow, Enoch was able to change the narrative. 
I believe that God is saying to us that these sessions last night, all day today, say all day. Lord, help me. If you're not here all day, I mean, and you don't change, something is wrong. My wife said, she said, what time does it start? I said, about 845. She said, what time will you be home? I said, I don't know, maybe somewhere around 10, 1030. She said, where are you going? <laughs> I said, babe, for real, it's a men's conference. That's where we're going. That's where I'm going to be. You know, she said, what time is it over? I said, 930. She said, it can't be. She said, that's like 12, 13 hours. I said, yes. God is creating us time, space, and opportunity to change the narrative. My God. Are you here? If, if, if I were going to put a tag on this, put a subject on it, give it, call it something, it would simply be changing my narrative. I'm changing my narrative. I'm, 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 I'm walking in the recognition, I'm walking in the recognition that God had not only called me to something, but he's fully, he's totally equipped me to be what he's called me to be. It would be unfair of God to call you to something and not give you everything you need to accomplish the thing he's called you to. And so I am speaking to a company of prophets, priests, kings, and warriors. Listen to me, the criticality of the moment is you are who your father says you are. Do you remember the birth of Benjamin? You remember how Benjamin was, was born? His mother died in childbirth. And out of her anguish, out of her pain, out of the surety that she was going to die, she named him a horrible name. But I thank God for a father. Jacob stepped in and said, oh, no, you won't call him that. No, not, not Benoi, but you will call him Benjamin because he is the son of my right hand. I'm an old man and I'm having a baby. He represents my strength. He represents my virility and my vitality. Man of God, you represent the virility and the vitality of your father. You are who your father says you are. And I don't care what the devil has to say about it. I'm who God says I am. And I hear the word of the Lord saying, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. You've got to begin to change the narrative. You've got to begin to say what God is saying about you. Forget culture. Culture is as lopsided, backwards, upside down, inside out. It's going to take the kingdom to write the culture. We need men of the kingdom. The Bible says, different for Enoch than all of those who came before him, the scripture says that he walked with God. He walked with God. Oh, I'm so glad I don't have any notes. Let me just float. He walked with God. He walked with God. 
when, when, when you do an, a, a little bit of uh, etymolog etymological work and you do uh, a little bit of Hebrew study and, and all of that, what it really boils down to was this. Enoch changed his behavior. To walk with God means to behave properly in the eyesight of God. It, it, it means to do what God says to do. Can I just make it that plain? You see, here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem in our society. Everybody wants a savior because that represents fire insurance. Not a whole lot of people want a Lord because a Lord tells you what to do. But Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you. And it is the, out of his love and his obedience to his word that keeps me out of trouble. It's, it's walking in obedience that keeps me from running to the altar week after week, asking him to forgive me for the same doggone thing. If you come to the altar needing forgiveness, let it be over something new. Would you, would you, would you hunt your brother and tell him, I'm rewriting my narrative? You walked with God. I'm here to inform you that every priest, prophet, king, and warrior worth his, worth his weight in salt walks with God. Every single one walks with God. In order for you to step into your full identity. Now some of us, some of us keep running around and we're playing the game between Superman and Clark Kent. You ain't going to say amen, but I'm preaching up a storm in here. Uh, so, some of us don't know whether we're in a phone booth, jumping out of a window, or soaring through the sky. We, we, we got glasses half on, shirt half open. We don't know who we are. But God has called you to this place in this season to settle the issue. You are his superman. It is the plan, it is the trick, it is the scheme of the enemy to keep you masquerading as someone else. But God wants you to step into him, and it's in him that we find out everything we need to find out about ourselves. There's the Apostle Paul who said in Acts chapter number 17 that it is in God that we live and we move and we have our being. Jesus said in St. John 15, 5, without me, you can do If you're going to change your narrative, you're going to have to hide yourself in him. I love the words of the old poet where he penned the phrase, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide. I know you might not be old enough to know this song, but he said, let me hide myself in thee. There is a place, a prepared place in Jesus for you. Your kingdom worth, your kingdom value is found in Jesus. I uh, am almost ready to close. This is my intent to... Oh, wait, no, no. Somebody's heckling me. They're saying no, no. I promise I am not using eight closes tonight. 
Nine. <laughs> Here's what I love about Enoch. In the face of his pedigree, in the face of his ancestry, in, 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 the, in the face of, of all that had gone on before him, Enoch made a decision. There is a definitive moment that awaits all of us. That moment where God gives us opportunity to absolutely, positively, once and for all, choose him. And what I mean by choosing him, I mean choosing to do the thing his way. The proverbial writer says two times in the book of Proverbs that there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end of that way is what? It's death. He says it twice. This is a significant thing, that there is this choice we have to either do it our way or to do it God's way. And Enoch made a decision. Listen, I don't know much about you. I have had, can I say, oh, I started to say piss poor. Maybe I should save that for the parking No, this is a men's meeting. Enoch said, I have piss poor examples before me. But God, if you show me, I will walk after you. If you direct my path, I will be your man in the land. This is what God is looking for from us. Thank you, brother. Paul, you always taking care of me, man. Thank you. This is what God is looking for from us. Will you step into your definitive moment and choose him? And choose him. Listen, take your Clark Kent glasses off. Lose the suit. Strip the buttons off the shirt so you can't even put it back on anymore. And go on and be who God has designed and ordained for you to be. Okay, so I I, want to leave you with a couple things. Over the last maybe two weeks or so, um, Lord dropped a phrase in my spirit. I'm, I'm going to share it with you. The phrase was profound prophetic acts. Profound prophetic acts. The Lord began to deal with me about this, and he asked me the question. He said, you know, there are, there are places I go where, you know, I'm called all kinds of things, some ecclesiastical titles and all that stuff, stuff that doesn't amount to anything. Say amen. amen. If you're pursuing title, you're pursuing the wrong thing. When the Lord, when the Lord calls me, he calls me Billy. No, he didn't call me pastor. He didn't call me bishop. He didn't call me apostle, prophet. None of that. He calls me Billy. And, and, and there, you ever had, you ever heard God call your name? Boy if, you, boy, if you haven't, just keep living. God will call your, remember how your mama used to call you? And there were certain things in her voice, the way she said it, you knew whether or not you were in trouble? Okay, y'all looking at me like you don't have no mothers. There's a certain way that the Lord will call me, and I'm like, dang, what did I do? You know, you just know you're in trouble. And then there are other times he'll call me, and I'm like, ooh, yes, Lord, what is it? What do you, yeah, you have my, my full and undivided attention. He said, Billy, he said, what are you believing me for? 
And, and, and I have a list of things. I, I have a list of things. And, and I, I just kind of laid my list out before the Lord. And he said, you, you, you believe in me for this and you believe in me for that. You believe in me. I say, yes, Lord. I'm believing you. I'm trusting in you. My, my hope, my hope is built. I went to quoting, you know, old Negro spirituals and everything else. I said, my hope is built on, I quoted songs. I began to tell the Lord that, listen, I'm trusting in you. And God said, well, what are you willing to do about it? And quickly, the Lord took me to Luke chapter 15. I'm, I'm almost done now. That, when I said it before, that wasn't a close. That wasn't a close. You can't, don't count that against me. That was not a close. The Lord took me to Luke chapter 15 and, and, and began to uh, recount with me uh, the story of the prodigal son. We, we, make it, we make it about the son, and certainly it was about the son, but I believe that story was more about the father than anybody else. This is more about the father. And some of us have father issues. And listen, this is the kind of father we have. That even when I go off doing the thing I want to do, he still comes out to the road and he looks to the right and he looks to the, and he's waiting for me to return. He's waiting. And he is not waiting with a big stick to beat the snot out of me when he sees me. That is not the kind of father we have. to recount the story and, and, and all of the things that the son did, told his father, listen, it, it transliterates, I wish you were dead, right? I wish you were dead. I, I want my inheritance, and in order to get it, you, you have to die. I wish you were dead. Give me what I have coming to me. And the Bible says he took it, and, and he just spent it all. I love it the way it says it in the King James Version of the Bible, on riotous living, on riotous living. The elder brother said prostitutes. Read the text on riotous living. And, and, you know, he came to himself. Thank God. Thank God. God. God allows us to come to ourselves. We come to ourselves. The son came to himself. And he said, even my father's servants, they're living better than I am. I'm going home. I'm going home. And, and, you know, it's one thing for the son to say, I'm going home. It's another thing for the father to say, come on. It's another thing for the father to say, come on. I have my 34-year-old son and my 4-year-old grandson living with me right now, with my wife and I. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we, we bought this house that we're in now about two years ago, and it's, it's, it's just the right size for two people. <laughs> oh, y'all ain't going to say amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, 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 I love my son, and you can't tell him any differently because I've shown him. I, he knows his father. I love my grandson. After I need some prayer, brothers, you know. <laughs> it's just the right size for two people. But my son, who, 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 who's going through the court system to get full custody of his son and, and all the stepping up and being a father, being a man, he better. He better. He's bigger than me, but I'll knock him, I'll knock him smooth out. He said, Dad, I, I need to come. I need, I, we, I, he said, I, I got him. I got my son. 
He says, you know, we need time. I need time to get things together. I need time to get, get through the court system. And I, and, you know, and I said, come home. Come home. This, this hasn't just happened. This has been since March or April. Ooh, who said that? Ooh, amen. <laughs> ooh, Paul, ooh. <laughs> Got a room for me, brother? I don't know. He said, ooh. <laughs> it's been that long. And, and, you know, he's getting through the process, and, and, and he, he came to me about three or four weeks ago, and he said, Dad, I, I come through this issue, and he says, you know, I, we're going to find a place now, and, 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 and we're going to move out. And I said, listen, are you ready? Are you, are you ready? And so I asked myself, how much money do you have saved? You see, men don't avoid the hard Right? And then he, he got real quiet and, and he got hesitant, and that was the answer. That let me know you don't have enough money saved. And he said, Well, Dad, I just, you know, you and Mom I'm trying to, you know, give you your space and, and, and all of that stuff. And he says, I, You know, we just need to go. I said, You need to stay through the winter. I couldn't believe that I was saying it. <laughs> it was. It was, it was like I was having an out-of-body out of or out-of-mind experience, something. And, uh, uh, but, but it was what's, what's best for him. I said, you got to stay through the winter. I said, you got to save your money. You got to get yourself squared away so, so that when you, when you, listen, when you do go, you don't have to say amen to that. <laughs> Somebody got to have some wisdom. <laughs> so when you do go, you don't. You don't have to come back. But I told him, I said, wherever I am is your home. Yeah, because I'm, I'm his father. Yeah, I'm his father. And I can, be mad, I, can be, I can be mad at him. I can be upset with him. And it does not alter my love for him. Come on. Come on. And the Bible says that no discipline while it's happening feels great, right? I mean, come on, really? And, and listen, I'll get them, and we'll go down in the basement, and I'll tell my wife, stay upstairs. And we'll have man time together. Do, do you understand? Because I love him. But he needs to know that wherever I am, he has a place. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how bad you've been. Wherever your father is, you have a place. Are you okay? And so this boy comes home. Say changing my narrative. I'm changing my narrative. Say that. Say that. No, no, no. Everybody say say that's why I said stand up and say I'm a king. Stand up and say I'm a warrior. Y'all be saying it. Come on. This is just as critical as declaring you're a king or a warrior. Because listen, come on, listen, what's gonna happen is Monday is coming. Yeah, he goes. <laughs> See, my brother's been helping you with your, with your, your, your prophethood and your priesthood and, and your kingship and your being a warrior. I'm, I'm looking towards Monday. <laughs> you, you lost your anointing now. <laughs> See, if, if you don't square your narrative away now, when you get on the job Monday, you'll come face to face with some kind of hell 
and you'll be right back in the same rut you were in before the conference started. And the only difference between a rut and a grave is about six inches. Some of us have been in a grave too long. God is freeing you this weekend and he intends for you to stay out of the grave. And so it doesn't matter how many of your forefathers died, you will live. The Bible says that the boy came home. The father was out there waiting on him. And when he saw him, the scripture says, I love it in the King James, he ran to him and he fell on his neck and he kissed. You know what kind of nasty, dirty, filthy neck that had to be? The boy just got out of a pig pen. That was a filthy neck. But I don't care how dirty your kids get. They belong to you. And you'll scoop them up and you'll brush them off and you'll clean them off and you'll kiss them. You kiss their scrapes, their cuts, all their boo-boos because they belong to you. The Bible says that the father fell on his neck. And then he began to, he brought him back. He walked him back to the house. And I love what the father did. Then the father began to, he began to dictate the narrative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you getting this? Listen, the father, the father, our father has already dictated the narrative. What you got to do is turn your hearing off to the lies of the enemy and tune in more to the narrative of the Father. (laughs) The Father said, listen, my my son, he's home. He's come back. He's home. He's home. He's home. He's home. He said, listen, get get a robe, get a ring, get some shoes. He said he was lost. Now he's found. Yeah, he, he, he counted him as dead. Now he's alive. He said, this is, this, is, this is my boy and he's home. And because the father declares it, that means anything anybody else declares is illegal. <laughs> some of us have bought into some illegal lies. We believe some stuff that the devil has talked about us, said about us, spoken over us, done to us, and it doesn't matter because I am who my father says. Are you here? Profound, profound prophetic acts. Profound. I, I told the whole story to get to a profound prophetic act, okay? Sometimes you go around the block to get to the house next door. What are you going to do? So the father declares, he, 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 he starts giving orders, right? He starts giving orders, right? The robe, the robe was an indication of favor. Even though you're filthy. Psalm 30 and 5 says that his anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a life. <laughs> Boy, if I had me a church in here. Come on. His anger is for a moment, but his favor is for a lifetime. And so right away, the father says, put the robe of favor on him. I want everybody dictating the narrative, this is my boy. And he doesn't have to work his way back. He's back. He's back. 
put the ring, put the, put the ring on him, right? His, his authority is, is restored and put the shoes on him, a sign of purity, right? Listen, do you know where he's been? This is my boy. He begins to dictate the narrative. And then he says, he sa- I love this. He says, now kill the fatted calf. Fatted, past tense. Fatted, past tense. I, I can't help but to wonder, in, a, in, in, my, in my church tradition, the, the old folks would say, in my sanctified mind. Can I use my sanctified mind? I don't know why they made their sanctified mind different from the, anyway, anyway, but that's what they would say. In my sanctified mind, I can imagine that the day the boy left, because of the faith of the father, he said, listen, take this little calf, this skinny one, put him off to the side and feed him, because we're going to have a party. Yeah. And, and now go, go back to the question God, God said, now what are you believing me for? And I said, Lord, I'm believing you for this, 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 and this. And he says, well, what are you feeding for the party? Yeah. Can I tell you about my, my daughter, my youngest daughter? I'm talking about my kids. I, I got a few minutes left. My youngest, I have four children, um, three daughters, one son, and the, the, old, the older two are Praise the Lord. It's just great. And I love all my kids. My two youngest are struggling right now. And my son in this transition with, with getting custody of his son and the, the mother is just what I, I used to tell my son. I told my son, I said, listen, son, I said, everything you do today is connected to something in your future. Everything you do today is connected to something in your future. Somebody earlier was talking about seeds and seed. And with every action, you sow seed. With every word, you sow seed. Lord, help me. Am I preaching by myself? Is anybody here? Yeah. Everything, everything, you cannot afford wasted words, wasted motion, wasted act. You can't afford that because you will see it growing up in the garden of your life in the future. Are you here? I, I told him, and he just go out and make dumb choices. My son, I love him. I love him. And every time he come home, put the robe on him. Put the ring. I control the narrative. You control the narrative. Because he is who his father says he is. You are who your father says you are. And the thing we need the most is to find out what God is saying about you. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That's what the Father is saying about me. The Father is saying that I can do all things through him who strengthens. What are you fattening up? Are you preparing for a party? Profound prophetic acts. If the calf was fatted, I cannot help but to believe that the father was trusting God to pull off the thing. He didn't know how, but the father was going to do it. I'm declaring to you, my brothers, that God is going to pull this thing off in your life. Yep, yep. He said so, not me. 
We are a company of prophets. We are a company of priests. We are a company of kings. We are a company of warriors. These these four categories of individuals see things differently than everybody else. When David saw Goliath, he didn't see a giant. He saw a door to destiny. What do you see when you look at your giants? (laughs) Yeah, David said, now let me get this straight. What is the man going to get who kills this dude? (laughs) This is my opportunity. Wait wait a minute, what am I going to get? Yeah, my father's, my my family, uh, oh, a wife, daughter uh, daughter of the king. Yeah, he's done, he's dead. He's toast. Listen, you see things differently. You hear things differently. You say things differently. I, somebody's talking about doing the dishes. I don't know, is that Wes? Man, dude, that, that bro, six years, that's all he's been doing this for six years? Man. I hate to run across this dude in about 10 years. <laughs> Amazing. But he talked about doing the dishes. So right, right now, I'm, I'm working an engineering project, and, uh, and, and uh, weather's turning, job is slowing down, outside we're rehabbing this road and, 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 and some railway and whatever. And so I got home uh, from work before my wife, before my son, and, um, and the kitchen wasn't clean, you know? And so, you know, I just came in and Start doing the dishes, cleaning the kitchen. And by the way, nobody cleans the kitchen better than me in my house. <laughs> you don't even have to believe me. Ask my wife. She will tell you. Oh, yeah, he cleaned the kitchen. Yeah, nobody cleans a better kitchen than me. And so I, I'm, I'm cleaning the kitchen, and, and my son and my grandson come in. Come in. And, the, and the little guy says, Poppy, you're doing the dishes. I said, I said, yeah. He said, I don't know if I've ever seen you doing the dishes. I said, well, what you need to do is pull up a chair and let Poppy teach you. How to do the dishes. And so he pulled up a chair, he stood up on the chair, and I, and I began to show him how to wash the dishes. My wife came home and she was like, oh, wow. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, I didn't do it for that. But it's my responsibility. And it's not, listen, my responsibility doesn't mean, you know, babe, when are you going to do the dishes? No. That means we lead by example. That means we're, we're out front that, that the husband man is, in fact, the first partaker Because I'm a prophet. I'm a priest in my home. I'm a king. I'm a warrior. I'm warring for peace. Are you you here? I'm warring for her rest. Right? I I came in the other day, and she left something out for dinner. I didn't know what she was going to make with it, but it was out there. So I got a bright idea. And I just start cooking. And when she came in, she said, well, I wasn't going to make that, 
But praise the Lord, you started dinner. <laughs> you, guys, listen, it doesn't take diamond rings and tennis bracelets. If it does, you probably made the wrong one. But anyway, that's a, that's a counseling session. <laughs> it doesn't take that. It, what it takes is us doing what we can do. Are you here? They said, well, that, that, it, Bill was going spiritual, and, and then he lost it. No, I'm, this is it. This, this is it. You, you, because we can't say, I just can't say, I'm a, I go home this evening and, and tell, tell Tony, listen, I'm a prophet, and I'm a priest, and, and I'm a king, I'm a warrior. And she'll, she'll praise the Lord, but in the back of her mind, she'll say, we'll see. Are you here? Listen, it doesn't matter if it's just words. You've got to flesh it out. Enoch changed the narrative by walking with God. Walking with God. That's the issue. Are we good? I I am going to close. Leave my, close my Bible. When you get an opportunity, do me a favor. I want you to read Galatians chapter 5. Paul, the Apostle Paul, does a tremendous job sharing with us about life in the spirit versus life in the flesh. Make a note. When you get, a, get an opportunity, read that. And... Um, because as it relates to walking with God, God really dealt with me about around that chapter. 522, the fruits of the Spirit are these. We tend to highlight on gifts and minimize fruit. <laughs> but fruit is the truth. You can fake speaking in tongues. You, you can just have oratorical skill and... and, and and, and be able to get, get you know, aware of. You can Google a message. Come on, guys. Let's, let's, let's stop messing around here. You can't fake fruit. You, you can't fake that. Right? right? It, it, that's the issue, is, is the fruit. That's the evidence of walking with God. That's the evidence of changing your narrative. That's it there. So we, we want to, I want to be. And if, 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 if I focus on being, the being will take care of the doing. Right? My, my be. Scripture says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things passed away, behold. Right? 2 Corinthians five seventeen. all things new. Listen, I want to be. Father, I want to be your son. I want, to, I want to be your son more than I want to be a bishop. <laughs> I want to be your son more than I want to be a pastor. Yeah. I want to be your son more than I want to be an A-list conference speaker. I want to be your son. And it is out of my be that there will rest upon you an anointing, Right? Because anointing is attached to purpose. 
Anointing is, is significant of purpose. Whenever you read about anointing in Scripture, either before, during, or after, you will read about purpose. It's always connected. It's not my purposes, it's his. Are we okay? All right, so like Enoch, we're changing the narrative. I don't care how many of my, my, my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, my aunts, uncles, everybody died, but I'm walking with God. I'm changing the narrative. Tonight, 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 your family line changes. The bloodline changes. Tonight, you change the narrative by walking with God. Would you bow with me? Father, thank you for your word. It's a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And Lord, now we take it and we hide it in our heart that we might not sin against you. Lord, more than anything else, we want to be sons. Thank you that we are sons. And now, Lord, we live like it. We embrace sonship. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for redeeming us back to you. Thank you that you've fallen on our dirty necks. You've kissed us and you've welcomed us home. Tonight we celebrate you. Come on, put your hands together and give God a praise.